Now, back to the multi-time Abbey Award-winning sports call. Welcome back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Ryan Loy, Brooks Childress, and Tom Peavy with you here on this Tuesday afternoon. And we're now excited to go back to the Orthopedic Clinic phone line and welcome on Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today for our weekly chat. Justin, the time is always greatly appreciated. How are you this afternoon? I'm all right. How are you? Doing very well. We get set for SEC play, but first we look back towards Auburn and Sanford. Uh, from a game planning standpoint, and just from everything that went on, uh, what, uh, how many boxes, or, or kind of what, uh, what were all the boxes that Auburn checked against Sanford on Saturday? I think you got a lot of them, except for you know staying healthy, losing Keate Scott for uh, what sounds like a pretty long time is, is is a big blow. Picked up some other injuries in the game that you have to keep an eye on this week before they go to Texas A and M, but. Yeah, it was a slow start, but Auburn did exactly what I thought Auburn needed to do in this game, which was throw the ball. Sanford was overcommitting to the run, getting a lot of guys in the box, you know, pulling their safeties down pretty quick, and so that opened up opportunities for Auburn to go you know, throw, make some throws on the outside. Also, have Peyton Thorn run the ball. I think Thorn played really well. I mean, if people are going to point out the two interceptions, and and you know, the second one was a big time mistake that he shouldn't have made, but. Um, I mean, he put up a lot of yards and, and made some really good throws, especially deep balls, looked a little bit more in command and control of the offense and got to showcase some running ability that he hadn't got to show yet at Auburn and he hadn't really gotten to show in a while because he's been dealing with, you know, he dealt with injuries last season at Michigan State. So um, I think all in all, offensively, it's a lot of what you wanted. You, you, you wish you could run the ball better. And, you know, I think it's going to be kind of, Interesting to see how Auburn recovers from that this week against Texas A&M. But I thought the priority in this game was to make sure that, you know, Peyton Thorne got some confidence throwing the ball, and they definitely did that. Defensively, played really well. I mean, only um, a couple coverage busts in the game, only a couple big plays from a Sanford offense that is known for putting up points. Um, you know, you'll take that. You'll, you'll take that every day of the week. And, uh, you know, I think Auburn was a few plays away from, you know, scoring 50 or even 60 points in this game So and feeling pretty good about where they come. So don't let the scoreboard fool you. Um, I think Auburn did a lot of what they needed to do on, on Saturday against Sanford outside of, you know, staying healthy, but it's football. That kind of stuff happens. Justin, you touched on it a bit earlier, uh, but it, how does the Keontae Scott injury affect this Auburn team? Yeah, I mean, Keontae Scott had been playing really, really well. I think the big priority for Auburn now is to make sure Donovan Kaufman's ready to go. Now, you know, Scott and Kaufman were both playing the you know, first couple games. Um, you know, not a little, a little evenly. Um, and Kaufman obviously made some big plays, forced a couple of fumbles, impact plays, and those two games against uh, UMass and, and Cal. Um, you did play Caleb Wood in a decent bit. And, you know, he's continuing to kind of develop and learn um, in, in that next spot. It'll be interesting to see what they do at nickel. Um, if Kaufman's ready to go, you know, he didn't play against uh, against uh, Sanford. Uh, I think Auburn was kind of taking a cautious approach there. He's ready to go against A&M. You've got a starter. Be interested to see if they play Wooden there uh, behind him. J.D. Rim could also slot in there, especially if you have DMI Pritchett back this week. You can kind of move some pieces around and play Wooden more of a more of a safety role. But um, you know, it, it's a it's a blow for sure um, because you know he, Scott had been playing really well. I think if you're Auburn though, 
you look at this, uh, you know, as as a chance to get some younger guys some more opportunities, uh, some guys you might be relying on more in the future. And also, if you can get me and my Pritchard back, if you can get Donovan Coffin back, I think Auburn's still got a lot of that, you know, top top line experience and talent that you really want from your secondary. So it's a blow, but it's not a it's not one that's going to just completely wreck the secondary. They've got a lot of they got a lot of strength and numbers back there. Um, and, uh, you know, if they can get those guys healthy, I think they can be fine. So uh, also looking at this Sanford game, and you, and you mentioned you know, Auburn came out looking to really throw the ball and, and, and exploit the uh, secondary of Sanford. But when Auburn did run the ball with their running back room, and it's a very loaded running back room, but however, uh, you know, you're only averaging uh, three, a, three a carry. I think, uh, uh, yeah, Brian Batty was uh, four, 4.2. Uh, is there a cause for concern uh, when you have those running backs and, and right now they're seemingly not being able to get their game going to full strength yet? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they ran really well against UMass in week one, and I thought they had some solid plays in week two when they were able to hold on to the ball. I, I really think I chalk up week three, the performance against Sanford, to a couple things. One, you know, you had some injuries on the offensive line, and that made you shake some things up. Um, you know, as Free said yesterday, I think Cam Stutz really kind of is kind of the driving force behind that offensive line, especially in run blocking. You'd like to have him back healthy uh, if you can. Uh, and, and number two, I just I really do think it's just Sanford was, you know, really putting eight nine guys uh, committed to the to run running plays a lot, and it was just harder for them to kind of get into the second level and break those bigger plays because Sanford was overcommitting now. Some of the short yardage plays where you need to just get a couple yards, yeah, you want to be able to convert on more of those. And Texas A&M is going to be tougher, um, you know, obviously uh, next week. You know, you want to be able to run the ball better coming into a game like this. Um, but I do think when you saw in the second half that Peyton Thorne was able to run the ball as effectively as he can, it's because they took advantage of the fact that Sanford was overplaying uh, down the middle of the field and, and you were able to kind of tuck it and go. So you still got some rushing production. Um yeah, you, you want those guys to be better. I think finding ways to get Jeremiah Cobb the ball in his hands um, in the passing game was a really smart idea. Um, so it's it's a cause for concern, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's not like Auburn's you know kind of doomed at running back. And um, you know this is the same team that two weeks ago um, you know ran the ball exceptionally well against UMass. And I think teams that kind of play them a little bit more straight up, Auburn might be able to kind of get some more room there. I think just Sanford. Sanford just really, really sold out to, to slow down the inside run, uh, and they mostly did that, but Auburn you know, was able to just take advantage everywhere else. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Justin, let's turn our attention to Texas A&M, and similar to Auburn, their season has essentially amounted to one important Power 5 game, but it went vastly different than Auburn's did. It was a high-scoring loss for A&M. I know so many people coming into the year we're focused on the Bobby Petrino aspect of it but what's going wrong for this A&M defense and how can Auburn take advantage of it yes yeah, A&M defense just isn't as, as good as you want them to be through the air I think they've been exploited a decent bit you know even in that in that opener against New Mexico there were some shots they were able to hit and some in plays of the air and yeah and Miami tore them up but Miami didn't really run the ball well at all in that game um, and you know, A&M has been able to kind of slow down the run this season, but it's 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 through the air. I mean, big plays, uh, confident throwing from from Tyler Van Dyke. Auburn's going to need some of that from from Peyton Thorne. I'm not saying he's got to throw for you know 350 yards and five touchdowns like like Van Dyke did, but they need to have kind of a, a, a strong game from from Peyton Thorne and these wide receivers. I think Auburn getting some more reps 
getting some more good plays from guys like Shane Hooks, getting Coy Moore back involved, Amari Kelly, you know, others I think was a good good sign. And then Jay Fair, you know, seven catches, almost 100 yards. Um, he's playing really, really well. And if you go back and look at the Miami game, and if you look at that New Mexico game uh, in week one against Texas A&M, um, you know, the slot receivers for both of those teams, Miami's top receiver that game, slot receiver. Um, you, uh, New Mexico's top receiver that game, slot receiver. Um, this could be an opportunity for Jay Fair to take advantage um, and, and, and kind of get after that that secondary. I think AM is really strong uh, in the trenches. They've got some really, really good players. They are a little bit susceptible so far this season on the back end. They brought out, you know, they were really good in that area last year, um, but it hadn't been quite the same um, to start this season. And, and I wonder if that's going to keep up in conference play. So uh, when we start looking at that Texas A&M game, one thing we've discussed here in studio is the the potential of uh, what this Auburn team is going to look like and what an offensive identity is going to look like. We saw a game against UMass, very heavy run. We saw a game against Cal where really nothing was working, and then we saw a very heavy pass against Samford. What do you think the identity of this team is uh, when they start out with Texas A&M, or is the identity going to be more of – exploiting what the defense is good or not good at yeah they want to be balanced and that was the thing that free said over the weekend it's like we just got to find more balance on offense and that's why they decided to you know go with a little bit more in the passing game and also keep in mind a lot of the throws auburn had against sanford were rpos and so when the defense is giving you a pass they're going to give you the pass um you know go for it and that's what auburn did It'll be interesting to see how A&M plays them, you know, because I think there's a lot of these RPOs where, you know, sometimes the better move is going to be to hand it off or keep it. Other times it's going to be pulled back and throw it. And I think Auburn is, is you know, this offense wants to be able to take what the defense gives them. They don't want to be a run-heavy system, and I don't think they want to be a pass-heavy system either. I think they want to be one that kind of adapts to whatever the defense has for them. That's why when you look at a matchup like this, I think Auburn might be a little bit more pass-heavier. Um, you know, in this game, if they can run the ball against A&M, that'd be great. You know, they, they would love to do that, you know, work the clock, uh, you know, ball control. That'd be great to have a bounce back game there. But looking at what A&M's kind of struggled with uh, against Miami, looking at what, you know, Auburn kind of brings to the table matchup-wise, I think they're going to want to be able to throw the ball a little bit more. It's just going to be a big opportunity for Peyton Thorne to make some confident plays through the air and get these wide receivers rolling. Um, so, you know, I think, I think again, like I think it's going to be a lot of, take what the defense gives you, especially with the amount of RPOs and option routes Auburn runs. Uh, but I do think just the nature of this, this matchup kind of lends more to a passing, passing attack, and that's why what Auburn did last week was pretty important. Well, Justin, piggybacking off of that, then it, you know you you said you're leaning more toward Auburn with a passing attack. We did not see Robbie Ashford as much this past week as we'd seen him in the previous two games. Do you think that trend kind of continues against Texas A&M, or do you think we see a little bit more of Ashford this weekend? I think Ashford's going to be a red zone guy. I think you're not going to really see him between the 20s unless it's like a third and one or something where you feel like you could run him out there in his own read set and then know, you know, hey, we're going to run the ball here and we're going to we're going to get this first down because Ashford's a guy who can you know make plays even when everybody knows it's going to run. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think I don't think there's going to be a rotation. I don't think there's any sort of controversy. I think the way Peyton Thorne played last week and the amount of snaps he got. And then just the way it handled, yeah, you know, you run with them. Now, I think situationally, Auburn could use some things to kind of dial up, um, you know, either in the red zone or short yardage situations to use 
Astrid, and maybe you can use him between the 20s, you know, in trick plays or, you know, something to kind of catch A&M off guard. But uh, this is going to be Peyton Thorne's show to run. And, uh, you know, uh, for Astrid, it's going to be, you know, uh, the key there for him is just to do what the do what the coaches ask him to do, especially with his legs, and continue to push Peyton Thorne uh, in practices. And I think he's done that so far. And be interested to see, you know, what he does, um, you know, on Saturday. I think Auburn will use him, but I don't think it's going to be near as heavy of, of an amount as you saw uh, in the first couple weeks of the season. We'll close it with this one as far as the Texas A&M game is concerned, Justin. What is the most important thing that Auburn needs to do uh, to give them a, a chance to win on the road there? Win the turnover battle. This defense is going to need to force turnovers. They've done a good job of that so far this season. But when you look at the matchup where A&M's playing at home, they have a clear talent advantage. That doesn't mean Auburn can't win, but they have a clear talent advantage. Um, you're going to have to get some hidden yards. You're going to have to steal some possessions. You're going to have to do some stuff, you know, that uh, isn't just, hey, we're going to beat you straight up play by play. Um, you know, so I think Auburn's got to force turnovers and make those impact plays and see what they can do. Out. They've done a good job of that. And then on the flip side, you got to win the turnover battle by taking care of the ball yourself. You throw picks. You fumble the ball away. You give that A&M crowd um, reasons to kind of get fired up. It could be a long day for you. So for Auburn, it's just, you know, so many times you can sit here and say, of course you want to win the turnover battle every week you play in college football. But I think this game is especially important because Auburn's coming in as an underdog. Auburn's coming in as a team um, that I think is not at the line of scrimmage where, um, you know, you need to be to be an SEC contender. That's just kind of the way they are this year. So do some underdog things, and a big thing that underdogs can do in this game um, is you know take advantage of turnovers. So win the turnover battle, um, take advantage of those opportunities when you get them, and uh, you know I, I think I think Auburn will have a good chance to hang in there with A and M and potentially pull off an upset. But if they go in there and they're loose with the ball. A um, and M's gonna A gonna have a pretty big day, I think. Buy or sell two Monday night football games going on at the same time. I hate it. I don't like it at all. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I prefer these night games just to have one on. Like, two is just weird because it's like, okay, if you're, you know, during the day, during an, an NFL Sunday, you can just have red zone up and just keep an eye on everything. Two is just like you're having to go back and forth, and it's just it's not fun. And I get why they're doing it. Uh, people were pointing out yesterday, it's because of the rider strike and the actor strike. Like, you know, ABC needs like content, you know, put on to put on television right now. So I'm, I get why they're doing that. I'm not a fan of it. Um, I do like having just like one Monday night game to focus on. That one Sunday night game everyone focuses on. That one Thursday night game everyone focuses on. Uh, the two just kind of threw me off last night. I was, I'm a two TV guy, uh, and, and so I was enjoying it a little bit more than I think on the average person. Uh, however, the two games were were very hard to watch in terms of yeah. uh, not pretty pretty played, and uh, uh, just uh, you know, I, I certainly see what everyone's saying. Monday night game is such a huge deal, but uh, I, I took I took decent advantage of it uh, despite the, the the questionable play at times. He's uh, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Justin, as always, the Times greatly appreciate. What can we look out for in the Observer here in the coming week? Yeah, so this week uh, we had a uh, film room on Peyton Thorne up on Monday. Today, story on Auburn's defense, sports and turnovers, getting aggressive. Um, some interesting quotes there about this matchup against Texas A&M. Got a story coming up tomorrow on Jay Fair, kind of his impact on, on Auburn, like we talked about earlier. 
um, 13 for 13 series. Our next one, uh, looking back at the 2013 season, uh, uh, comes out on Thursday. We have a couple more podcasts coming out this week. Mailbag on Friday. I'll be in A&M this weekend covering the game, so we'll have observations on uh, from from that and whatever happens. Um, you know, we'll wrap it up on Sunday with the with the podcast. So there's a ton of stuff for the Observer. AuburnObserver.com. Sign up there. Six dollars a month or sixty dollars. Uh, you can go ahead and pay for a full year. We email everything out to you, and you get at least one thing every day. Uh, and here these days, you're getting closer to two. He's Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer joining us today on Sports Call. Justin, as always, appreciate the time. Hope uh, travel out uh, to College Station goes well, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. All right, y'all be good.